Welcome to uh, Loaded Talk. Today, it's me and Carson. We're talking about uh, the uh, Colorado Rockies, Nolan Arenado, and Mookie Betts and the Boston Red Sox. Um, this is just the starter. Nolan Arenado trades are ramping up right now. Um, we have potential suitors in the Cardinals. I heard about the White Sox being suitors, and I heard about the Texas Rangers, but like I said, the front runners are the Cardinals and the Rangers. Um, <laughs> take your glasses off. Uh, anyway, the Rockies are potentially going to trade their best player after having rumors that they're signing Trevor Story. I mean, it's like an arbitration deal. It's like two years, twenty-seven and a half million. But like, you you extend him to from uh, for two years, and now you're trading away a third baseman. What? Why? So if you're doing so extensions, everyone thinks, oh, they're going to stay on our team. That's not always true. So in this case, the Rockies might one day like be like, hey, I want to trade everything. And right now they're like, hey, I want to trade everything and I want to restart for some reason. And if they trade Nolan Arenado, any suitor who wants Trevor's story now can get it. They can get more for Trevor's story because they have a price tag that everyone knows. Arbitration can lead to some weird price tags. Because people don't know what they're going to have to pay them in the future. But, for instance, if they trade to, like, a really, like, money a broke team, basically. The A's are, like, the, ro- the Rays. Not saying that they're going to want them. But if they do, they now know what they have to pay them. So they can manage their budget around that. And, like... In, in my opinion, I just don't understand. I, like, I, I get what you're saying. I get I totally get what you're saying. But I don't understand why trade Nolan Arenado like yes you missed the playoffs pretty badly last year like it was it was a pretty bad year for you guys but you you're still a good team like you still have a good roster Kyle Freeland like you said in previous shows he could bounce back like it's not it's not it it's not gone I mean Giolito had a year like Kyle Freeland had last year yeah I'm, and then I'm this year you. he was a good pitcher so young young pitching young hitting it doesn't make any sense. Like they're just inconsistent. That's the part about being young, is mentally you're not fully prepared for what you're doing, and like you have inconsistencies. Yes, your body is ready, but you're mentally not experienced enough. That's why twenty five, like twenty six, twenty nine is people's prime, because their body might not be as good as when they were twenty, but their mind is so much better. I I don't I don't understand like I everything you said makes sense everything you're saying is making sense I just can't comprehend why trade Nolan Arenado who's the cornerstone of your organization he's a fan favorite I would understand if like the fans didn't like him and you guys just signed him because he was really good like if he was a Bryce Harper like the Nationals he was Bryce Harper is a really good player don't get me wrong but the National fans were kind of split on whether to keep Harper or not. In all honesty, I'm pretty sure they're happy that they got rid of him. Nolan Arenado is not that at all. Everyone that's a Rocky fan loves Nolan Arenado. Not maybe not everyone, but most fans in Colorado love Nolan Arenado. He's a fan favorite there. There's no reason to get rid of him other than you lost one year. You were supposed to be good. You just had a bad year. It happens. Just. Rebuild. You have done nothing this offseason to do that. You're actually rumored to get rid of your good pieces. I think they took the rebuild a little hard. Um, (laughs) It's more of a rebuild and more of a revamp. Like you're trying to add players that can help you win 
rather than destroy everything and go back down. Because if I was the Rockies, your farm system is still good. Like, not everyone in your farm system is up yet. Like, don't throw it all away just because I'm the dumb Rockies and I want to go and lose 100 games again. Like, no one wants to see that Rockies. Everyone, when they see the Rockies win, it's good for baseball. It's I, I want Rocktober. I want Rocktober. Rocktober baby. <laughs> I want Rocktober so bad. Um, but no, the the main thing is why are you trading one of your biggest assets in a time of the franchise where you're supposed to be winning? Now, if it was if it was like a Baltimore Orioles case, I would be like, okay, like that's the right move. Like there's no pieces. Let's say let's say Nolan Aaron, I can't think of a good player that was on the Baltimore Orioles that was like really stood out. Let's say okay, so you have Trey, Trey Mancini. Mancini. You have Trey Mancini. Not saying he's a good Nolan Arenado, he's not even close. No, but like, not at all. He's on a team, and who's going to help him? Jose Iglesias, um, whoever they're pitching now. The, nobody. Some, I mean, the the, uh, the dude uh, who makes um, hot dogs for him. Hot dogs? The hot dog guy in their stadium. What? Putting that guy on the mound. That's what they're doing now. They're just putting random people they could find anywhere to put him on the mound. Who? Who's the hot dog guy? <laughs> Are you talking about like the the guy who makes hot dogs at the stand? Yeah, they're putting him on the mound <laughs> at this point. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they have nobody basically. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. Trey Mancini should be dealt. He's a good asset, and a lot of teams are gonna love him. Like they they will love to have him. But like no one's gonna help them win, and no one's helping are. Trey Mancini. That's what you're no saying. No one's helping totally Trey Mancini because their entire pitching staff is the hot dog guy that they make, like that makes hot dogs for the stadium. Yeah, that's who they're putting on the mound. They're trying to lose. Like, it's really unfortunate because Mancini is actually a pretty good player. He really is, but he's not the cornerstone. He, if you had Nolan or not on that team, I wouldn't even say trade him. All right, all right. Let's get back to the main topic, and that will be. We'll, we'll we'll move on from the Rockies and Arenado because we talked a, a pretty good amount. I mean, it's not that big of a deal because the the Rockies um, have came out and said that they're not going to trade him, and there was some controversies that Nolan said that he doesn't like it there, and uh, how the Rockies lost leverage and all the trade talks. But I don't think anything's going to happen. At least not this year. Maybe next year or the year after that. But I really don't think anything's going to happen after that. Um, so let's move on to the Boston Red Sox and Mookie Betts. So the the trades died out. The trade talks died out. The rumors were strong in the, in the beginning of January, and they kind of died out until yesterday or two days ago when I read something on Twitter that the San Diego Padres are making a hard push for Mookie Betts. Now, I don't agree with this because the Padres are not in a win-now mode yet. They're not. Like, if they win, that's fantastic. Like, that's great. Congratulations. You surprised everyone. But you're not in that state of mind where you're like, I need to win now or it's going to be a bust season. Yes, because the Padres still have a good farm system. There are so many players still down there that can really change their game. And honestly, there are players on there who can help them win now. There are players who have the potential of Mookie Betts in their farm system. Few of them, because Mookie Betts is so good... But that's not a knock on their farm system. That's actually a commendation of their farm system because they have a couple players who can even do that. Yeah, and on top of that, they they um on top of that, yes, they have a lot of prospects. I think six out of the top one hundred or top fifty are theirs are theirs. If I remember that number correctly, I could be quoting that wrong. 
Um, I was watching Ken Rosenthal, and he he said something like that. But they're willing to trade their pitching prospects for Mookie Betts. Yes, their staff is okay, but he's on. He, this is his last year before he hits free agency. If I understand, if the Padres talk to Mookie Betts separately and we're like, "Will you re-sign with us if we trade for you?" and he, if he says yes, do it, do it, get Mookie Betts. Yes. But if that's not an option, if that's like, I'm just getting you for one year, why? Honestly, if I was the San Diego Padres, I know the Rockies never do this because it's in division. I would probably, because they want to throw away Nolan Arenado, why not just go get him? Like, I get they have Machado, and I get that, but like, yeah, you have control with Arenado. That's the thing that's like coveted, is you have control with Arenado, where you don't, if you don't win this year, boo-hoo. Like, you weren't going to win any, like, no one really expected much out of you. But next year, you could, the year after that, you could win. You're supposed to, actually. Yeah, like, actually, everyone wants you to win that year. Everyone wants it's you to win next year. You're expected to wear it. So if there was, like, a Mookie Betts for next year, then yeah. that It makes perfect sense. You, what's it called? You don't trade for Mookie Betts. Or actually, you could trade for Mookie Betts. All right, I'm changing my opinion completely. I, I just, Something just clicked in my head. You trade for Mookie Betts. Let's say you have a good year this year, right? You don't make the playoffs, but you have a pretty good year. And he enjoys it in San Diego. Because, I mean, who wouldn't love it in San Diego, right? Yeah. You re-sign him. He's a free agent. And then you win. Then you're, you're supposed to. It makes sense. But honestly, I'd rather just sign him in the offseason. And not only that, you what's it called? You get rid of Will Myers because that's a that's part of the d- deal. The Padres were saying you get rid of Will Myers and like other prospects for Mookie Betts. You're getting a big contract off your hands, and you're acquiring Mookie Betts. And Mookie and then, Betts is nothing to lo- like Mookie Betts. If you keep him, top two, you show player him. In the you league. show him. I mean, no, that was a little better. But if you show him. Like San Diego, you like like you really try to impress him a lot. Exactly. Like this isn't a year about winning. This is a year about impressing Mookie Betts. Exactly. So every time exactly. a prospect you, tops by, you like bring him around and you have him talk to Mookie Betts. Anyone who you know is like a good guy. Like because there's some prospects you probably like. He's a little yeah, bit of a problem. Yeah. Don't bring him around Mookie Betts. All the really nice players that have a lot of potential, bring them over. Have them talk to Mookie Betts. Then he's gonna be like, "Wow, San Diego's really up and coming." And then he's gonna be like, "Oh, I think I should sign for them." Exactly, for the money. and they probably have money. Like, if you lose, if they get rid of Will Myers, they have money. Like, you can sign Mookie Betts. And like, I don't think there's another player that you want other than Mookie Betts. Like, no, there's not. A, you can go to free agency and you can be like, "Who do I want?" No, like it's gonna be Mookie Betts or like some other guy who's not that good. Yeah, <laughs> and wasn't Fernando Reyes? If I remember correctly, was he on the Padres at one point? Yeah, he got traded though. He got traded to the Reds and then the oh no he got traded to the Indians. Mm-hmm. He was an outfielder. They they have a lot of outfielders. They I do. Know, I know that Manuel Margot is another one. But like he's not going to pan out. Throw Manuel Margot in the deal. Maybe throw like one of your pitching like top pitching prospects in the deal. Put you, Will Myers in the deal. You now get, that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense because it's not about winning. It's about impressing Mookie Betts. Yes, I thought they were doing it to win. No, they're smart. This is and why if they, they do have win this job. year. And if they do it this year, then they like they win. It doesn't make sense if they don't re-sign Mookie Betts. Yes. But if they're able to re-sign Mookie Betts, this makes all the sense in the world. All the sense in the world. You get him a year earlier than you're supposed to. Mookie Betts, I know you're not listening right now, but like if you could listen, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> please do this, because there's not a better place to live than San Diego. And on top of that, I don't want you in the AL East anymore. Please go to I mean, the NL West with Carson. I don't really want that, but like, 
Uh, to be honest with you, I want to see the Dodgers lose. I think San Diego is the best chance of that. Yeah, or the Diamondbacks, but I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about all that. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to go to break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the New York Yankees and their transactions. We have a lot to say about that, so make sure you don't go anywhere. There's going to be two songs played, and after that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Loaded Talk. Right now, we're going to be talking about the New York Yankees and their transactions, the two that they made. So, Carson, let's start with the biggest signing of the offseason, Garrett Cole to New York Yankees. He signed for nine years, $324 million. That's an annual average value of $36 million. I'm going to let you take it away because I have some opinions that Yankee fans might not agree with. And... Neither do you, but you're not a Yankee fan, so you're not entitled. You're not entitled to uh, entitled to you know agree with the majority. Um, it's too much money. So <laughs> I love Garrett Cole. I think he's great, but I feel like everyone riding the Cole train a little too early. I agree, and because the Astros, you have to take into account the team that he fa- he was playing for, the cheaters. teams that yeah the cheaters. Um. So the cha- the cheesestros, um, <laughs> and you're really having to think about like, okay, every pitcher ever goes that the Astros suddenly has a breakout year. They make Charlie Morton good. They make a bunch of other teams good. Lance McCullers, Lance Justin McCullers. Verlander had a revive uh, revived his career there. I don't know what they're doing there, but someone's doing something good. <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna say. And you have to realize that like, yes, Charlie Morton did end up good for the Rays. But Yankees, I bad news for you. You're not the Rays. The yeah. Rays make all their wins not off of good coaching. I mean, the Rays make all their wins off of good coaching, analytical front office, and trying to squeeze every penny out of every player in terms of like their cost effectiveness. The Yankees, if they really wanted to, they could be like the 90s Yankees that just threw money at everyone's stars and tried to get everyone on their team. Easily. They could 100% just do that. And... But and it looks it, like they did. It, it, um, no, 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 they did not. All right, pause, pause. Now that's a bone I have to pick with you. They threw money at Garrett Cole, and that's only because they needed him. They the only threw money at him because they needed him. In the nineties, they threw money at people that they didn't need because they just could. Now they're growing. Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge. They traded for Stanton because it was the best trade in the world. And then you have Aaron Hicks, who they traded for before he was, um, like, really good. You have Brett Gardner still on the team. Actually, he re-signed um, earlier this offseason. He's not good, but, like, he's Brett Gardner. He's a Yankee for life. You had Didi Gregorius that just signed with the Phillies. Like, you grew your own players. Like, don't don't give me that. Don't give me that. Because we grew our own players. We only just signed Garrett uh, Cole. And now, before you continue, I want to get my spiel out since I'm already talking. Garrett Cole, okay. Great signing, Yankees. Great name to pick up. But not for that long and that much money. Because I don't I don't have his stats up right now, but he had a couple of rough years before coming to Houston. And when he got to Houston, like Carson said, he changed his career around. His career did like a 180. And it's because Houston is doing something over there. No one knows what it is, but they're doing something. Whether it's cheating. It's probably illegal. It, it's probably illegal. <laughs> it's probably illegal. But um, they're doing something over there that's just helping their pitchers get the best spin rates possible. They throw harder when they get there. They're doing something there. And then Charlie Morton goes to the Rays. Yes, he did great. But the Rays are like 
the Astros Junior with pitching coaches. Yeah, they just don't cheat. Yeah, they're like the what the Astros wanted to be, but the Astros found like this gold mine of cheating that they could just do. Exactly. Like the Rays are really good in general doing all this stuff, and their pitching coaches are known for revitalizing careers as the Astros are. So why you're not the as you're not you're not the Astros, you're not the Rays, you're the Yankees. You've recently fired your pitching coach because he was terrible. Yeah, Larry Rothschild was not it. All right, but now I have the, his stats up. In twenty in twenty seventeen, bef- uh, in Pittsburgh before he went to Houston, Oof. he had a four point two six ERA. Yeah, he was not good in and Pittsburgh. And he had thirty three games years. played, so that's a that's a pretty big sample that's size. A full season. That is a full season. Twenty sixteen, an ERA of three eighty eight, not bad, but not someone you pay thirty six million. And then the year before that, he had a really good ERA at two six, um, but he was never consistently good until he went to Houston. And again, like we we've been saying, Houston does something right. Whether it's cheating or actually understanding borderline spin illegal. rate or borderline illegal, like they're doing something right. Yes. And then Charlie Morton, an example of doing well outside of Houston, the Rays are doing it right the right way. Yeah, the Rays, unless something comes out. Otherwise, unless something comes out, the Rays are doing it right the right way. Um, so I don't like the length of this contract, nor do I like the size of I the contract. I don't believe in nine year deals unless that player is Mike Trout. Or Mookie Betts or Nolan Arenado. Yes, top three players in the league. Maybe Cody Bellinger. Yes. Maybe Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Depending on his his year this year. Like, but he should sign him this year to that contract. Yes, like this year. Yes, like nine years. Like, like now. now, because by the time that nine years expires, he's going to be 30, 33? Because Bellinger's like twenty four, right? I'm not sure. But anyway, he's gonna be in his mid to early, uh, early to mid thirties. Okay. You, um, Yankees. I want to say this right now. You signed a pitcher that relies a lot on his stuff. Doesn't like never been known to have the best control in the world. He's good control, but he's known for his stuff. His high velocity fastball. Who is twenty nine to a nine year deal? Okay, do you know what this reminds me of? This what? reminds me of a CC Sabathia signing in two thousand nine. Because Sabathia. Relied heavily on his stuff. Yes, he w- he threw fast. He threw hard. Sabathia threw hard for the time. He threw like ninety six. That was hard for but the time. He had a crazy slider. He so. had a crazy slider, and his stuff was. It, he was literally a left handed version of Garrett Cole at the time. Yes, in fact, he's probably left handed version of Garrett Cole now because he probably threw a hundred one or twice once or twice. Cece? Yeah. No. Really? I thought not, he did. Not not be, not at the end of his career. Mm, well, yeah, at the end, like at the beginning. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he probably did. But he yeah. threw gas. Like, he was literally the left-handed version of Garrett Cole. He won us a World Series, but what happened at the tail end? It, to be fair, Garrett Cole's in a little bit better shape. Hopefully, he doesn't become an alcoholic like CC did. There was a lot of things that CC did that were not good. But I love CC. don't get me wrong. But... He lived the life of the party. It reminds me of the CC signing because he might win you a World Series or two in the beginning, but when he's 38, no. Nobody's going to want him. Nobody's going to want him for 36 and million And yes, you're the Yankees. Yes, you can comfort that contract being like, it's fine. But you have to remember, you have to sign Torres, Andujar, Sanchez, Judge, Voight. Honestly, you should have signed him to like a five-year deal. Urshela. Yes, they probably wanted... like. 
do do an Ozzy Albies and um, uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. signing. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? They signed little deals. They signed like seven years, seventy seven million dollars. But those deals were borderline cheating. Like it was steals. They stole them. Do that to your young players. I I hate to advocate for it, but I'm a Yankee fan and I want them. All right. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't think most of those players are gonna sign those contracts. Only no, but it's all it's. They did it last season because of security, because they saw what free agency entailed, and now that's that's scaring a lot of players into signing these kind of deals. Yes, because not everyone has Scott Boris, who Juan Soto made five hundred sixty-five thousand dollars last season. <laughs> Juan Soto, like the playoff MVP, wasn't he postseason MVP? I believe so. He's an animal. Yes. Literally, the postseason MVP only made five hundred sixty. He Pete Alonso doubled his salary in the home run derby. Wow! Yes, and yeah, they don't pay young players enough. Yes, so young players are scared because they don't know what they're gonna get. They see what free agency does for them. I mean, look at what happened to Craig Kimbrell. It was bad. It was so bad. He probably won't get a contract this season. Yeah. He's terrible. He did so bad for the Cubs. He, r- he basically ruined his career. Well, yeah, because you're going to sit there. So I like... So free agency, no one should be afraid of it. But the problem is the league... All the big... Everyone wants the big signings to be higher. So, like, when they think of... When you're a... um. When, like, the Players Baseball Association, the people who, like, do the union, they're like, I want my big players to make a lot of money. The problem is, if I was the Major Leagues Baseball Association, I wouldn't really care how much Bryce Harper makes in a year. I would care about the backups. I would care about, like, Pete Alonzo, who did yeah. better than Harper, making 500 Okay, 000. yeah, like rookies and stuff like that. You need a, you need to increase the league minimum. That's a conversation for a whole yeah, different yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Um, let's get back on track to the Yankees. Garrett Cole, don't like the signing, but we talked enough about it. Let's move on to Brett Gardner. I like that signing, even though he might not be your best outfielder. Uh, It's only one year, and we're the Yankees. Too much money. If I saw this in the Giants, I'd be like... Well, that's because you guys, like, it's different. That's like signing Buster Posey to a one-year $12.5 million deal. You would like that. Yeah. Even though he doesn't have a hip, you would love that. At least Gardner plays in at least 120 games a season. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Oakland Athletics. They didn't really do much. Um, they traded Gerald Cotton we, uh, to the Cubs. We covered that, and they got cash th- that Cubs don't have. That's not the point. Uh, they signed Jake Dykeman or Diekman to two years, $7.5 million. Diekman. Diekman? Yeah. All right. They signed him to two years, $7.5 million. I mean, he's a relief pitcher. It's really not much to talk about. Uh, good relief pitcher. Like the signing, low money, athletic signing. I would like to see them re-sign um, Rich Hill, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, um, it was. It's not not really big news. But then we go to the Phillies. They had a pretty good off season, in my opinion. They signed Josh ha- Harrison, not Hater. Wow, uh, Josh Harrison to a minor league deal. Who had a pretty rough year last year. He had a rough year, but he was playing for the Tigers. Yeah, but it was like a really bad year. Like he was playing for the Tigers. It was a really bad year. So let's hope he could become the Josh Harrison he was in Pittsburgh. Because if that that's the case, Pittsburgh, uh, not Pittsburgh, Philadelphia got themselves a steal. 
Worst comes to worst, he's a utility player who bats on your bench. Yeah, they lost Cesar Hernandez. This is ain't their nothing, replacement. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And like to be honest with you, if you have a bad year for the Tigers, like, ah, who are they paying to coach anyway? Yeah, it, it happens. Right. And then Didi Gregorius also signs with the Phillies. My heart goes out to him. I love him with all my heart. I don't know why you would sign a one-year deal. I think he's doing like a Josh Donaldson type thing because he did, he wasn't going to get the money he got. Like, he would have gotten a year or two ago because he was hurt all season. Mm, he had I Tommy Juan. Yeah, I like the siding. I feel like you already had a shortstop in Gene Segura, but, like, what But Gene Segura's not really a shortstop. He's more of a second baseman. He wasn't bad. But yeah, yeah, but his arm isn't as strong as Didi's. So you move him to second, and you have Didi at short. I mean, I see what they're doing. I kind of want to talk more about the Zach Wheeler, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, no, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's just, I love Didi Gregorius. He's my favorite player on the Yankees, or was, were on the Yankees. Um... So I'm kind of heartbroken that he left. Uh, my, I'm low-key crying if you guys can't hear it. Tears are falling down my face. But it's, let's go on to Zach Wheeler. Uh, he signed a five years, $118 million deal. That's more than Mad Bum. He signed for more money than Mad Bum. I don't like this deal. I don't like it at all. Uh, it's not a good deal. Zach Wheeler, I'm sure you are a fantastic... I know you're a good pitcher. I know your stuff's fantastic. I know you've been... I would say inconsistent in your halves. Um, so, like, he'll have a really good half. Usually at the end, the second half's usually really good for him. And the first half's, like, not good. Yeah, so, ready? Madison Bumgarner is making $17 million a year. Zach Willer is making $23.6 million a year. Oh, man. Um, so, the difference <laughs> is that Madison Bumgarner is what we call in the business a good pitcher. Um <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that Zach Wheeler isn't a good pitcher, but Mass Gardner can win you a World Series. Zach Wheeler is most likely going to be your three, maybe a two. And like, I he get had a good it. year last year, but it, if you look at the stats, it's a little bit of an overrated year. Yeah, like a three point eight ERA. Like we're talking like Mad Bum. Yeah, he crashed a bicycle and he broke his shoulder. And I think I like the first little. I like how Mad Bum set up his deal because he wants to win. Yeah. So he was like, I'll make like $9 million the first year, but you're going to pay me later. And, and yeah. the D-backs were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Like, I just don't like the Zach Wheeler deal in general because personally— I'm not a big fan of him as a pitcher. I don't think he's a guy you dump the money on. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies have the money, but like you could save the money for someone like, better. It, you need a little bit of saving because you need to choose good players. Like yeah. Honestly, I would have saved that money for Mookie Betts next year. Not even that. I would have saved it for a pitcher next year. Fair enough, but like... Yeah, but like they need pitching. They have everything else. They can hit. They, they can hit. They can hit the ball. I know that. Um, it's just they need to throw the ball over the plate and do it well. And I don't think Zach Wheeler's... Zach Wheeler's not going to be the piece that like changes your rotation. Like, if all the Phillies fans are like, yeah, we're going to win this year. We got a pitcher in the offseason. Like, if you got Mad Bum, I would have been like, yeah. That would have been a so much better signing. You would have spent less money, too. You would have spent less money. You would have had a pitcher that would have probably aced your rotation. Not Nola. He would not have beat Nola. I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I forgot about Nola slipped my mind. But, yeah. like, a good number. Like, Mad Bum is no joke as number two. In the postseason, no, he becomes your ace. Yeah. Because Mad Bum exactly. wins every game in the postseason. Alright, that's enough of the Phillies. No one really likes to talk about them. <laughs> oh, we have a real, real, real winner a, next. We have a, a real doozy next. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they've done absolutely nothing all offseason. <laughs> Maybe a couple of like spring training invitees and 
Yeah, their, their front office is insane. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> the only thing that I've heard about the Pirates is that they traded Steel Walker to the Rangers for someone. That yeah. was no. That was oh, it was the, the other White way Sox. around. Yeah, the you, yeah. They traded. They got Steelwalker. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So I totally lied to you. That did not happen. Why did the Rangers um, make that deal anyway? The Pirates, on the other hand, they they um did nothing, and they have rumors that they're trading Salah Marte, which this makes sense. Like you they, should rebuild. All right, Pirates, you get need rid this. of Archer. Release Archer. Just buy him out. Just so buy him Chris out. Chris Archer is not a good pitcher. To any fan who doesn't quite know much about Chris Archer, he is known to throw heat. A couple of years ago, had really good stuff. Now his stuff is kind of average. Um, he's not particularly what's the word good ever. Yeah. He he. <laughs> so it's more of a case. It's not a case of control. It's a case of command. Um, he can throw strikes. It's just all the strikes are down the middle. Yeah, and in baseball, that's not good. No, um, it's usually good in like little league because that you need to throw strikes. But like in the major leagues, you don't want to really throw. No one says a he's a good ball. strike thrower. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's more like he could paint the corners. Yeah, it's not like he could throw it over the plate. That's kind of expected in the major league. <laughs> um, in general, the Pittsburgh Pirates, y'all need to like sell everyone on your team. You need to start from scratch. There's been some terrible trades that have ruined your franchise. Taiwan Walker was on the team, and he was a top prospect. Then you had, um, what's his name? I'm pretty sure it was Taiwan Walker. Not Taiwan Walker. That was in Seattle. He was in Seattle. Yes. I lied. It was um, the guy who got traded to the Rays. He's slipping my mind. Oh, Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow and, Austin, and Meadows. Austin Meadows. You gave him up for a pitcher that you didn't need. And don't want, and honestly. Honestly, I don't know why you even wanted him. Yeah. Like, and then the rest of your team, like it's a bunch of good players, but like you need, you're not gonna win your division. There's some real like they, I'm gonna go to Pittsburgh the... myself. Go up to I think the guy's name is Neil Huntington. Sit in front of him and be like, bro, you're not gonna win. I'm sorry, like your roster is just not competing. You with lost Milwaukee, your Chicago. postseason ability when you when the Cubs came up. The Cubs, the Reds are now a contender. The, the, like the I'm Brewers. saying this when the Cubs came up when they were like 2016. Yes. Now the Cubs good. are fading away, so you are literally a generation behind. Like yeah. you were, you were a great team when you had Andrew McCutcheon on your team. Then he disappeared. in his prime, and then he kind of fell off. When he man. cut off his dreadlocks, it kind of fell apart. Honestly. Well, All right. So we're gonna go to break for a couple minutes. When we get back, we're gonna talk about the San Diego Padres and. We discussed Mookie Betts, but we'll probably get a little bit more into depth with that. But uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Loaded Talk. We're going to be catching up with the San Diego Padres. We talked about them a little bit in the beginning. And it was mostly about the Mookie Betts uh, potential trades to San Diego. So right now we have to discuss who they signed and who they actually traded for. And if it makes sense to get Mookie Betts at the end. They got Drew Pomerantz. Not bad. I mean, I don't think I'd pay him eight and a half million, but I don't think I'd come near paying him eight and a half million. Yeah, Personally, think- okay. So I know a little bit more about this trade than most people because Drew Pomerantz, like I have some background information. Signing. signing. It's yeah, it's signing. Um <laughs> Drew Pomerantz used to play for the um Padres. So he was a starting pitcher for the Padres. They traded him for one of their top prospects to go to the Red Sox. Yes, and he was supposed to be really good for the Red Sox and did not pan out. 
Yes. So I understand you probably gave him this much money because you know he likes San Diego. You know he's been good in San Diego. His stuff doesn't seem like it changed that much. It just seems like he didn't like where he was. I agree. I think I think that makes a lot more sense than what I thought. I knew he played for San Diego, but I didn't know he was okay or like good for them. He was extremely good. He had a 2.0 ERA. Okay, yeah. So I think... I think that is a good signing. Now that I, now that you've, you're telling me this, I agree with like, you. It's a good they, signing, and not only that, like it brings. I know he's not like old, but like it brings some veteran leadership because like he knows his way around the league. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he he understands like what it takes to be good in the majors. So like he can help. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who Gordon. tore it up last year in the beginning. Paddock, Chris Paddock. Yes. You had him in, on your fantasy team. Fantastic player. Yeah, he was great. And he could help, like, show him the ropes. I mean, he probably knows the ropes. There's a bunch more pressing prospects that he could also. Yeah, I, he's a good... It was, that, I like that sign now that you said that. Then yeah. they got Craig Stammen, a relief pitcher. I mean, helps the bullpen a little bit. I think it's a lot of years, but, like, you know. Eh, it's $4 million a year. It's not too bad. They, they need, they're, they're trying to get better. I understand it. Okay, now we'll get to the beef of their offseason, the trade where they acquired Tommy Pham and Jank, J- Jake Cronenworth. Cronenworth. Couldn't tell you those. And they traded Hunter Runfro, Xavier Edwards, and a player to be named later to the Tampa Bay Rays. So, so before you go on to, because you know more about this trade than I do, I won't, I won't deny that. You know more about the, the one prospect. You probably don't know about Cronenworth. But you know more about Xavier Edwards than I do. So Hunter Runfro, he is a power bat, and that helps the Rays a lot. That's what they need. They need a power. Even though they hit a lot of home runs last year, they need power in their lineup. They're known for working the count, having grindy at-bats, and just rallying hits by, uh, hits together to score runs. Hunter Runfro brings that power. Tommy Pham was more of a that grindy at-bat, more of a doubles kind of guy than a home run kind of guy and I think the Padres needed this because they need more players to have grindy at bats like it's a it's a win-win in my opinion for those two players in the sense of you're getting what you need and getting rid of what you don't need so Tommy Pham was great for the Rays it was a steal from the Cardinals because the Cardinals gave him away for nothing but Tommy Pham was good he was really good for the Rays and I think it's a good player if you're trying to win and I will talk more about movie bets later. But um, I think it's a really good player to acquire if you're trying to win. And I really like this deal because he's a veteran. He obviously knows how to be good in the league. He can teach Manuel Margot to have a good at-bat, which is something he yeah. always been struggling with. A yeah. lot of their players have been struggling with, to be honest. He can teach them some plate discipline. That's what I mean. Yeah. Tommy Fan's plate discipline, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure he can't see, <laughs> is very good. Like, actually, like he has degenerative eye disease or something. Oh, really? Yes. It's actually incredible that he has such a good eye. <laughs> but um, Hunter Redfro is a really good power hitter. He was supposed to be a top prospect for the Padres. I really like him. I think he's a really good player to acquire for the Rays. I think the Rays, if you teach him to grind out in that bat, you suddenly have a 30 home run hitter who could really show up mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Um, big dude, big dude, big muscles. Um, there, You're going to see a lot of home runs hit the roof of Tropicana once yeah. they find out a way to remove it. Um, <laughs> Xavier Edwards... Another great prospect for the Rays. The Rays, they I eat think, up with these names. They eat up. So 
I think any the Rays love their prospects that are not in the top 50 but in the top 100. Like they love their prospects that aren't going to like break deals but like that are pretty good. Like they're like they're nothing to scoff at. Like they're going to be good players. They're going to be good players, but they're not like oh my gosh, the next so, Mike Trout. Most teams like try to function like the Houston Astros where like you're really 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 bad for like 4 years. But then you're really, really, really good. The Rays have somehow figured out a way to to be decent, to be good enough to make the postseason, which is all you need because Major League postseason is like known to be random. Yes, good enough to make the postseason consistently while still being able to have a good farm system. I don't know how they do it, but they do. They're it. geniuses. They're they're. The front office in Tampa is one of the best. Front Xavier offices. Edwards, when he got drafted, I know whenever people get drafted, they're like really hyped up, and they are. He was talked about being like Ozzie Smith, but I don't think he's as good as Ozzie Smith. But I think he's a he's a switch hitter that hits well, that fields well, that has excellent speed. He won't be, he won't hit home runs like Hunter Renfro. He won't he probably won't even hit doubles like Tommy Pham. But he's gonna be faster than Pham's old legs. He's gonna yeah. be. A good hitter still. He's going to be able to play shortstop for you. I know you have Willie Adamas there, but... And it fits... And it so fits many second the, It fits what the Rays are doing. It, the Rays are young. a young team. The Rays are a, he, a very young team. And but he's he young. fits. He fits the He's team. young. Hunter Renfro's for now. In this trade, this is how most Rays trades go. You trade a, a Savage player who's probably going to cost you a little more money in the future for a player that can help you now, a player that can help you later, and probably player to be named is going to be Cash. Yeah. Mr. Dollar Bill is what yeah. it's going to be because yeah, they, they need they money. Need, they need it. So, and like it's like, a win-win though. I think I think the Padres won as well. I really do think they won. I, I think, think I think that each team addressed what they need. The Padres are very in an Astro sort of mold, while the the Rays, Rays are in their own mold. Yes, like yeah. the Rays are in their own mold that maybe is shared by the A's. Uh, the mm. Rays do it better. The Rays do it better though. Um. The A's are better at major league acquisition, so yeah. like finding talent in the major league that yeah. no one else plays for, but the Rays are better at minor leagues. The Rays well, are better overall. Yes, because minor league is more important because you can hold more players. All right, now yes. we'll move on to your favorite team, uh, the San Francisco I'm Giants. Um, I want to do it. You know, I'm just going to let you talk. So they signed Kevin Gosman and Drew Smiley, one for $9 million, the other one for $4 million. These are good signings, Giants fans. I know there's probably not many in Elon, but if you are listening, this is a good signing. I, and it's not for winning now either. We're not going to win. We're never going to beat the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. We're probably the worst team in our division. I want to say it outright. We don't... Worse we, than the Rockies? Yes, because the Rockies are just going to have a future. Um, <laughs> Kevin Gosman and Drew Smiley, our farm is getting better though. It was one of the most improved on MLB. And Kevin Gosman, let's say he pitches to like a 3 ERA. I'm sure one day Mr. Yankee is going to call us, Mr. I don't think the Yankee Yankees himself, will. and I don't be like, think Mr. Yankee himself will call you. With our that back rotation. end's pretty bad, and we're like, "Wait, we got these two pitchers that are pretty good." And you'd be like, "Oh, really? <laughs> Let me just dump Glaber Torres. That's crazy." Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> but like some like mid level prospect that's going to yeah. help with the rebuild. Mr. Yankee's going to tell, or the, Mr. Red Sox, most likely. There you go. There, that's much better. That's actually more valid because the Yankees' rotation is Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Masahiro Tanaka, Jordan Montgomery's coming back, and then there's another guy that I missed. Exactly. James Paxton. Okay, that's true. But Mr. <laughs> if Mr. Red Sox calls. Mr. Red Sox is going to call. Or Mr. Ray calls. 
No, the Rays, I think, are fine because they have bullpen. That's true. It's just the Red Sox. The Red Sox call us. We have little players for him. And like Drew Smiley is a good lefty who's been good in the past. He was actually really good for the Rays, but then he kind of fell off when he went out there. But like, hopefully we signed to good coaches. I don't like our manager, but like, that's my own opinion. Um, And I think these are good signings that we could flip for prospects to make us better. And one day we're going to win more World Series, baby. All right, well, we're going to do one more team. It's Seattle did nothing, so we're not going to talk about them. I'm sorry, Mariners fans. Which is wild, because aren't they known for making like the most trades Yeah, they're in known history? for all of that, but they've done literally nothing. Um, we'll move on to the St. Louis Cardinals. They signed Adam Wainwright to a one-year $5 million deal, and they lost Marcelo Zuna, which was a big hit to them. But they're in talks in re- acquiring Nolan Arenado, which is huge. If they can get him, that would be amazing, because they could then put... Tommy Edmond in the outfield because I'm pretty sure he could play the outfield. So you put him where Ozuna played and left. I think Ozuna played last year. So and you have Arenado at third with Goldie at first. Ozuna is really interesting. He's a good player. So, but he when you think of players a, that left the Marlins, you think of MVP candidates: Yelich, Stanton, like. Stanton Romuto. He's been injured. Romuto's been great. Yelich has been off the planet. And then you have like Marcelo Zuda is the only one of the only people that underperformed. Yeah. Okay. Not one of the only people. Stanton, I would argue, underperformed. D Gordon. D Gordon's been fine. He's been he was good in Seattle when he left. Okay, but he wasn't yeah. like as okay. good as okay. he was in okay. Marlin. I'm not talking about D Justin Bohr. Uh, oh man. I'm, I'm talking about bad. the stars of okay, that team. Okay, I got you. I got you. Like, Go on. Stanton was the only one you can argue underperformed, but he's been injured, and he had to move to... A, he had a rough city to transition into. Sorry, Yankee fans. Y'all are a little mean. Yeah, no, um, he did. He, he he struggled the first year, but last year he was hurt, so it's all about this year to see what happens. Yes, and to be honest, Yankees the Yankees are a hard team to play for. They are. They're one of the hardest teams to play for. Because the fans are a little... They're very aggressive and very yes. judgmental. They don't give someone a, the, the chance Brewers, to adapt. I don't know who watches the Brewers, but they have a good team, so y'all should. Yeah. <laughs> There's about I think there's double the amount of Ray fans in Milwaukee. So like, let's say there's five people that go to Ray f- games, which is pretty accurate. There's ten in Milwaukee, yes. which is also pretty accurate. I would say so. Um, <laughs> I that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the Cardinals, but I think Marcelo Zuna is a player that you lose. You lose potential. 